We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my sweethearts, my darlings, my loves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting with us here on Empower Radio for a little while. I'm sending out you big blessings and I hope you are opening to receive them, not just from me, but also from your guides, your angels, your light workers, because I believe they're all around us. And it really is up to us to choose to say yes to these kinds of relationships and this kind of support. It is said we live on a planet of free will and choice. And I know that this is true. But years ago, when I heard this, I thought, I don't think so. I would not choose this reality for myself. Why would I choose to be in this terrible relationship? Why would I choose to be sick and miserable? And why would I choose to be really, really broke? I know now I was living more for my mind and my ego, which slowly but surely ushered me away from my heart and my soul. It can certainly take some time to figure out the rules of the game here on planet Earth and how to joyfully navigate this planet of duality so that we can experience a legitimately empowered heaven on Earth life. And now that I feel that I have manifested this for myself, I love to share the tools, techniques and people that have helped me arrive at this magical place. Today, I'm sharing with you my own personal fairy godmother, lightworker and wise one, Penny Orloff. Penny is a professional life coach and has been a tarot card reader for 50 years. For 10 years, she was the art therapist at a residential drug and alcohol rehab facility in Malibu, California. Penny is the author of Art as Life Work, Life as Artwork, a creativity seminar and workbook that has been offered nationwide since 1991. Her personal development system, Wishful Thinking, synthesizes the human proclivity for magic and symbolism with practical steps to the manifestation of your highest good and greatest happiness. Penny used to be a working actor and dancer in LA when a Juilliard scholarship took her to New York. She sang more than 20 principal sopranos and played featured roles on Broadway, including her own show, Jewish Thighs on Broadway, which is also a best-selling book on Amazon. Penny is also the regular contributor of the Chicken Soup of the Souls series and is currently working on a new book, Who Would You Be If You Had Nothing to Bitch About? So Penny, thanks for saying yes to another show with me. We did a show last week and I'm so happy to have you again here with us for our show this week. Oh, thanks for inviting me. So, Penny, I just want to talk a little bit about, because I think there's some misconceptions around what tarot is, and you're a tarot uh, card reader, specialist, expert, and so can you talk a little bit about what this is, why it works, why it's helpful to have maybe an appointment or a session with you, because I know from personal experience, it's amazing. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what it is and why it can be helpful? It, it's helpful to, I, I've been reading tarot since I was in my teens, early teens, actually before that, as a child, I was a tea leaf reader and there's nothing inherent in the tea leaves and there's nothing inherent in the cards per se. It, it does tend to pull your mind out of the left brain and into your right brain where 
where insight and inspiration can come through. So it's not that there's pictures there that tell the future. Tarot is not fortune telling at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it opens my mind as an intuitive. It the pictures it, it opened my mind to actually experience the other person's reality. I read for myself every day. Uh, it, it just puts my puts me in another part of my brain where inspiration and intuition are at work. Um, for for other people, a lot of people, it's it's not like um, how's that interview going to go for me next week. There's there's no way that cards answer that. However, if that's a question. You know, I'm looking for another job or something, and the tarot can can talk about that, the seeking, and where your proclivities lie. And it's not, it doesn't come from me, but through me, mm-hmm. and generally from the head and from the heart and from the soul of the person I'm reading for. So they hear hear what their own thoughts. You know, they hear their own lessons coming to them because I believe we all have all the answers inside us. And I when I read tarot for people, I open myself so they can hear what they know about themselves, because I don't know anything about most of these people. So, you know, I I don't know anything about them. What comes through is they they have the knowledge and and, um, sometimes they just need to hear themselves think hear themselves talk and that's that's why I think I'm real successful with that because I don't make up a story I just and also I have to trust myself if weird things come up in my mind I have to say them and I have to not fear that I'm going to be wrong or get it wrong because sometimes it's so off the mark I think no I can't say that but I I really have committed to allowing myself to say what comes forward and sometimes that's the weird stuff they are thinking and they go oh how how do you know that? And it's, I don't know that. I don't know that because it's not coming from me. It's coming through me from you, actually. These are your lessons for yourself. So, for example, about a job, am I going to get this job? I'm going for the interview. Uh, I don't know about that job or anything. It, it has to do with you seeking work and and therefore finding out what what work is right for you what work um, brings out your best and leads you in, you know, along your path, things like that. It's not fortune telling. And I, I've never done fortune telling mm-hmm. and I don't believe in it. I use the cards in my counseling practice because when people are trying to figure out what they want or what they, what they really think so many people and, and this, uh, you know, you, my dear friend, for the longest time, you were a people pleaser. You wanted to please others and you didn't even know what would please you. You were so busy trying to find out what's going to please them. And when you finally did look in the mirror and go, Tammy, what do you want? What do you like? You, your whole life changed and suddenly you had a life of bliss and pleasure because you were willing to grant your fondest wishes. I'm the fairy godmother, not because I grant your wishes. I give you permission to grant exactly. your wishes. Exactly. And so often I think we think we know what we want and maybe it's what we want from our mind or our ego. And sometimes we have to try things on and go to the buffet and realize that's really not what I want. And I'm remembering a particular reading you did for me where I felt I was on the precipice of this career thing that I really, really, really wanted, where I was going to be stepping more into 
the limelight and I had a publicist and I had um, uh, some opportunities to do some work on television. I really thought it's finally happening. Every My childhood dreams, everything that I've worked on in my subconscious mind and with my guided meditations and visualization was on the precipice of this. And you were doing a reading for me and you were like, yeah, some big things are coming. I'm like, yeah, baby, tell me what it is. Give it to me. Let's. When is this happening? When is this happening? And then you pulled a couple of cards, the chariot and the tower and death. And I was like, nobody wants to see that. And you're like, well, you know, it doesn't have to be literal, but it ended up being literal. I was in a vehicle and I was in a car wreck and it was um, a really big thing that happened. And it did not take me the direction that I wanted to go, not consciously. It was really a very difficult time in my life. And uh, it basically brought me to my knees and I had a lot of conversations with my own soul and with you, you were a big support through the whole thing. And what I thought I wanted wasn't what my soul wanted for me. My mind wanted to be famous. My mind wanted to be out there and helping billions and billions of people. But what my soul wanted was to live a more peaceful, magical, um, glittery, sparkly life. And it looked radically different than what I thought it was going to look like or what I thought I wanted it to look like. Yeah, I remember that time so well. I remember that reading because the chariot, a vehicle, the chariot came up. Sometimes it means a car. Sometimes it means just your vehicle for self-expression or whatever. It's a vehicle. Sometimes it's a metaphor, but sometimes it's a literal vehicle. And the tower is a bolt from the blue, you know, just suddenness. Sometimes it means like sudden and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But sudden, it, it could be sudden enlightenment, but a lot of times it's an accident or it's, you know, coming up against a wall and death. A lot of people fear the death card. The death card means transformation. It means an end of something, a sweeping of the field clean for planting new stuff. And when I was explaining all that to you and, you know, you were thinking, oh, yeah, my whole life's going to change and a sweeping away of the past. And I and I thought, I don't really know, but it was within days you had that car accident and your entire life changed overnight. I it remember did. that so well. Yeah. It was, it was a were, tough transition. Were, it was a tough transition because I, it was essentially an ego death is what it was. And it's a painful yeah. thing to go through, but I don't think we can get to the life that God has for us, that our soul wants for us, that we have, that will bring us the greatest joy without um, surrendering and letting go of our mind and our ego. And, and I don't think people really, you know, want to do that. I didn't want to do it, but on some level, I guess I did. My soul was stronger than my mind. Well, I didn't make that up and the pictures, it wasn't my story or anything. And I still maintain it came through me from you because I believe that's true at the, at the quantum level. I believe you were engineering that so you could put the skids on. You didn't know how to put on the brakes for this life you totally did not want. You wanted serenity. You wanted some time to yourself. You wanted to breathe. You wanted to rest. And uh, I think sub, you know, at the sub-quantum level, you know, below the, below the surface, you were at work engineering this. And I have to say, you did you did share responsibility for that accident somehow you were complicit with that car wreck yes i was 
And um, again, it looked radically different. That next year looked yeah. radically different than what I thought I wanted. But where I've um, arrived at, where I've gotten to, I wouldn't have this incredible heaven on earth, sparkly, peaceful, balanced life if I had gotten what I thought I wanted. Um, and I wouldn't trade this for anything. And I remember at one point when I was still struggling with the way things were unfolding in my reality, when I was like, but God, I thought I was going to be out there on this platform helping millions of people. And I heard God say, why do you need all eyes on you? I see you. And it came back to what you had said. What are you trying to prove into who? And I was like, yeah, mic drop. I, um, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I can just relax and receive this magical, priceless life and enjoy the journey. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it really is. I've had to become the embodiment of my teachings. And I guess we teach what we need to learn. You know, my whole thing's manifesting from the inside out. Don't play to the mirror, come back and, and, uh, uh, make your connection to your soul, your ultimate priority, your ultimate loyalty, and your life will be a reflection of that amazingness. I was still trying to prove. I was still trying to please. I was still trying to garner the audience's attention, if you will. And the audience really, it, it's better if the audience is um, God and our soul rather than mere mortals. <laughs> well, you certainly seem to be enjoying life a great deal more. You, you have more more peace and pleasure, more fun. You, you were a workaholic trying to prove things and, and get approval from outside and all of that. I do remember the, after the accident, how terrible it was for you and how you really suffered over it. And finally, at some point, you came to the end of the suffering and you said, there's a lesson here. Instead of why is this happening to me? Oh, how terrible. You went, now, why is this happening to me? What's the lesson here? And I think and that's you yes, such a great point. It's like we can go yeah. victim. Why is this happening to me? To empowered. Why is this happening for me? And to really sit with what is that's it right. my soul wants me to know? What is my soul trying to teach me here? What is my soul wanting me to learn? And if we can really sit with those questions or come to you with a, you know, a, a question like that, you know, with a, a tarot reading. I mean, I think, again, when we ask the questions, the answer can show up until we have that awareness and ask the questions. Even if the answer shows up, we're not going to have a comprehension of uh, the wisdom. So sometimes I think uh, it really does come down to asking the right questions. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, you and I reinforce this for each other. Like when we kind of go off track, we'll just kind of ask those questions. You know, what's the right question? And then we find the right question. That that thing about about manifesting what we look for, what we seek is what we see, but also what we mm. what we imagine for ourselves. And if we're imagining disaster, the universe goes, yeah, okay, we just had a whole shipment of that. Here you go. Or, but, but also, what? Why are you making the choices you're making? For example, I have a client, and in the past, she had three really bad marriages. She chose this one guy, and he was horrible to her. And you know, she wound up working supporting him, and then she got a divorce, and then chose the same, basically the same guy again, two more times. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So that whole thing is, what are you trying to learn here? Right. What are you trying to learn? But she thought it just happened to her. She hadn't realized she was the one doing the choosing. organizing. She mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So there was something she was trying to learn for herself. Right. And right. that that whole thing about who would you be if you had nothing to bitch about? That's the book I'm in the process of writing right now. So that whole thing about she saw herself in a certain light as kind of a victim. But if you didn't have that to bitch about, if that girl died, who would you be if you didn't have that to bitch about? Right. And she said, well, I wouldn't be anybody. Okay, uh, that was well, her identity. Mm-hmm. That was her yeah, identity. That was her identity. And she had to keep choosing it because she feared death, as we all do. I mean, it's a natural thing to fear death. Okay, but what if that death is the rebirth of something else? And I had her start working on what's right with your life. What do you actually like? And then enlarge on that and focus on that. And she began to see things she would like. And she did like and enlarging that. So that's who you are, too. You're not just the victim. You know, you also have these nice things. So to try to see herself in a more positive light, she could make choices that, you know, went more with that picture of herself and less with the other picture. Ultimately, we have choices. I mean, except in certain very extreme cases, but most of us, most anyone Um, that we know who's listening to this radio, we can make choices. And a lot of times it's just a choice of our perceptions and a choice of what we're going to seek and a choice of how we're going to perceive circumstance. Right. And those choices too. I do think, I do believe we all have our blind spots and that's why I appreciate you as a friend. And, and uh, sometimes we need the reflection for the blind spots. And I think a lot of, maybe always, as we come into this planet, we have our own contracts and curriculum and things we're trying to learn and work out, AKA blind spots or subconscious stuff, whatever's on our karmic plate we're bringing in to work with and uh, deal with and hopefully get clear of and heal in this life. I think the car wreck was one of those things that was like, um, it was some sort of spiritual contract I had with this guy and uh, a contract I had formed within myself to clear my plate of any issue of unworthiness or uh, being a victim. And once we clear those blind spots, once we clean up our karma, we can get to this place of more grace and ease and um, synchronicity. But um, so often I think when we're being shaken up, we believe that the universe or life is against us. And I like the saying, we're not, um, we're not here to be just shaken up. We're here to be waken up. And, and that, that reality, and it, it happens in layers. I, I had a lot of shaking and waking in layers and I thought I was done. I thought my karmic plate was clean. And then um, this situation happened. I'm like, I guess there's another layer or level or lesson that I'm still trying to work with, but things since then, and I think that was maybe what, five years ago. It was a while, six years it was ago. About that. About that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, um, Things have been pretty graceful and easy since that last challenging soul level lesson. And I don't ever want to take for granted that there's not more layers to work with. One of my big lessons that my soul was trying to teach me through that experience was don't rely on your own understanding. Don't run off the leash and think, oh, God wants me to do this. I don't do it without devoting myself 
to my soul and to spirit every day, every day, every day before I get out of bed. I don't want to get off my knees. I want to just stay in that direct alignment, holding hands with my soul and with source. And I don't want to make any decisions on my own. My eyes are singularly focused and I ask for God's opinion with every um, decision I have to make. And the more I really take care of that relationship, the more my life seems to work with a lot of um, peace and grace and um, balance and joy. I've seen that, uh, you know, just apropos of that, that accident, because it, it forced you into something you'd been working on and putting your toe in and then pulling your toe out and putting your toe in You're and right. pulling your toe out. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it wasn't as much the career thing, although that was a part of it, but bigger than that was trust issues. And you forced yourself kicking and and screaming to (laughs) into that place where trust was a big deal. And it it forced you (laughs) to confront that. And that was the beginning of another whole portal. You and your husband passed through together into, into great bliss you know, I, you know, that was a, that was a trust thing that you it was you were so afraid of. Yeah. It, and it's so funny it as was. you're saying this, I'm really realizing, and maybe we all deal with this. I want it. I don't want it. I want this. I don't want this. I, I, I really yeah. want this. I really don't want this. And we battle ourselves to a standstill. We keep ourselves limited. But I think what my soul wanted for me was stronger than what my ego wanted for me. Thank goodness. And that's how we get to this place of, um, I think, sloughing off. Um, the karma and the death of the ego, which again, it's not easy. I don't believe everybody's doing it and I don't believe everybody wants to do it. Some people are like, I am not doing that. But a part of me really, really, really wanted that. And I think I made that. Well, it was, it was the logical next. Yes. Yeah. That commitment diving into that car wreck, it pushed you through to the other side. You know, that first book manifesting love from the inside out. You talked a good game and you did most of it, but that final piece, <laughs> that final piece was still, yeah. you know, you were still backing off it because you, you didn't know. And yeah, that, I didn't have both feet in the, all the way. Yeah, but I do now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you but know, that car wreck was a portal. Yes, it was. And I think we all deal with them in our own way. Be it a health challenge, be it the demise of a relationship you thought was going to go the distance, um, be it, um, you know, a devastating financial situation. I think they are all opportunities to go deeper and higher in our relationship with our absolutely and source. So, Penny, we just have yeah. a few minutes left here. Can you tell people how um, they can get a hold of you if they, too, want to um, have a a reading and basically a conversation with their own soul, uh, with you as the, uh, conduit, <laughs> if you will, how can they get a hold of you and have this incredible experience, which I highly recommend. Email me. My email is Penny Orloff with no spaces, Penny Orloff at me.com. And, and I, you know, I check email compulsively 10 times a day cause I do most of my business, you know, email, um, I have a finger in a lot of pies, but the tarot thing, yeah, just contact me, um, Penny Orloff at me.com and I'll get right back to you. Oh, I and think we need another you, lesson. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll again. be in Seattle for three weeks um, oh. from the 21st of July till August 11. I'm in Los Angeles frequently 
And I'm based now in Phoenix, Arizona, but summers are hard. So I'm in L.A. and Seattle a lot. Yeah, you move around the West a lot, but you also do like FaceTime readings if somebody can't connect with you in person, correct? That's right. I do remote readings. I do email readings. I do FaceTime, telephone. Um, so that's that's not an issue. I have clients actually all over the world. So, I yeah, love that I'm about available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that about you. You're you're everywhere. You're you're timeless and you're everywhere and always available. And and I appreciate you supporting me on my journey and help me get to this place of higher ground. And I know that is uh, part of your soul's contract. And if anybody here is like, hmm, maybe I should uh, connect with Penny, I would say, yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. And I need another. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. We kind of stand as fairy godmothers for each other. That's so remarkable. That to is me. true. I am a fairy godmother as well. And um, from our friends here, I think you're a, a light worker and a magician in your own right. We all have our own gifts and purpose and um, talents and beauty that we are um, supposed to be sharing with the planet. And when we, when we find that, we prosper more gracefully and easily, and we dance along more joyfully on this journey. And if I can help you in any way, I hope this show is helping you. And if I can help you further, please be in touch. TammyBPhD at gmail.com. You can go to my website, TammyBPhD.com. That's spelled with an I, T-A-M-M-I. The PhD and download my free ebook, The Path to Prosperity, Why You're Not Prospering as Much as You'd Like, and the seven things you can do to start expanding into your prosperity. And uh, we're on Facebook. We love Facebook, don't we, Penny? We love it. <laughs> so connect with us on Facebook as well, Penny Orloff or Tammy Balashevsky. And just know that um, we are sending you blessings of grace, ease, joy, of uh, clearing your blind spots and ascending to that higher ground of heaven on earth. And um, I hope you're celebrating yourself. I hope you're being kind to yourself. I hope that you are enjoying the expression of the divine that is you. Because I think that's the point. I think that's why we're here. Don't you, Penny? I do. This is this is a journey with um, it, with no limits. Yeah. And when I was talking to God, I was like, man, my life is so good. How much better can it get? And I heard it's actually infinite. Like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about the other two <laughs> dropping. I don't have to worry about the glass ceiling coming in. I can just continue to ascend and expand indefinitely with my prosperity, my joy and creativity and um, feeling incredibly blessed. Okay. So take good, gentle care of yourself. Let's be in touch and journey on together. Take gentle care. Now you're in our heart and our prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>